yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome. All right, we've got we've got Carl Za. I would call this Kung Fu Yoga, but it's more like Kung Fu Maple Syrup. I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> what we're going to call it when it's Canada. But Canada, it forced... I didn't want to have to be in this position, but Canada made me do it. You know, yeah. the Globe and Mail, Global t- global News, and then everybody else, the politicians, they, you know, all these Indian-Canadian politicians are in on this too, Carl. You know, Jagmeet Singh... Yeah, They're all in on it, you know. Um, and so just to just to bring you up to date, Carl, because Carl is our our uh, you know he's our he's our China all things to do with China correspondent over yes. here uh, mm-hmm. at the Anti Empire Project. Um, but um, so back in February, a very brave man in the Canadian spy agency, he he took the great personal risk of blowing the whistle on Chinese interference in Canadian. Uh, affairs. And he did that by going, taking a bunch of stuff to a couple of Globe and Mail reporters, and they just printed it. And they said, we believe CSIS believes, this guy believes that CSIS believes. So they printed those uh, attributions. Um, I'm going to have what, to take a drink for that. <laughs> <laughs> what they were printing was that can, China interfered in the Canadian election in 2021 because conservatives were so anti-China that the Canadian, uh, the Chinese Canadian consulate intervened to put out stories on the Chinese uh, WeChat. The Chinese Canadians all are on WeChat. They're all just all on WeChat. And then the WeChat told them how, who to vote for, told them to vote liberal. So boom, they went and voted liberal just like that. Wow! And then the liberals came to power because of these Chinese Canadian voters. I'm surprised Robbing. they even use WeChat. I thought like Chinese government have like brain chip that's implanted into everything. <laughs> no, no, it was it was it was it was WeChat. It was it was WeChat. And then, but then, Carl, it gets worse. It gets worse. There's a guy named Han Dong. And he's a member of parliament. He's a Chinese Canadian member of parliament. And you know what he did? And I shouldn't say what he did. I should say, you know what the Globe TV says, CSIS says he did? The Globe says that he, CSIS says that he told the Chinese government when, when Meng Wanzhou was being held in Canada. And China also by pure coincidence, maybe picked up a couple of guys named Michael for espionage. And, you know, Meng Wanzhou was returned to China and mysteriously at the same time, these two Michaels were returned to Canada. It was all, co- it was all pure coincidence, I think. Wait, but. so, so Han Dong, they're claiming <laughs> Han Dong told China that Canada is detaining Meng Wanzhou? Not, no, no, not, no, no, not, no, no, no. God, no. Han, Han Dong was like, we need to detain Meng Wanzhou. Han Dong okay. is very clear that that right. Meng Wanzhou needed to be detained for for until a proper trial was held for whether she right. violated uh, sanctions that Canada doesn't have on right. Iran or whatever. So yeah. Han Dong was on board with this, but Han Dong apparently was talking to the Chinese consulate and he told them, "Listen, it would be more beneficial to the liberals if you held the Michaels longer in jail, <laughs> hold them a little bit longer." And don't let them out right away, because the longer they're in jail, the more the liberals benefit. And China, because China listens to Han Dong, so China just kept these two two Michaels longer because Han Dong told them to. Their brain chip are on the same wavelength. (laughs) Well, they're both Chinese, right? They're both Chinese. So so that is um, that's what happened. So I guess because you are Chinese and you have access to the same telepathic yes. structures of communication, I wanted to ask you how, you know, it's clearly it's clearly a matter of extreme importance what happens in Canadian elections to China. So I just wanted to know, like, how does that, how does China communicate this to the masses and to the Chinese Canadian community. What is the mechanisms? How do they, what are the messaging on WeChat? How do they do this? That's my first okay, question. Okay, so honestly, I don't think there's anything in Chinese official state media talking about the so-called <laughs> uh, interference in the Canadian election. And I have two theories, right? Uh, okay. One theory is maybe China is 
being reasonable and, and try not to antagonize China-Canadian relationship further than the Canadian intelligence and Canadian press have already done. Uh, second, uh, which sec my second guess, which I think is also a re reasonable, is Canada just doesn't matter that much. I mean, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, I mean, even I mean, even like okay, even in the matters that Canada may matters like uh, energy commodity export to China. You know, end of the day, everyone knows Canada follows order from Washington. So, you know, yes. you, you don't need to talk to the Canadians. You just talk directly to the masters in Washington. You know, why, why bother doing the charade of talking to uh, uh, a Trudeau, right? I mean, he's just going to, you know, you know, work on his uh, receiving his instruction from his friendship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that there is a question there. Because there was a thing that happened between Trudeau and Xi Jinping at that meeting where, where Xi Jinping was kind of like, uh, this is not how things are done, <laughs> you know? And then he kind of shook his hand, like not even looking at him. That surely must have played or in in Chinese media. Uh, that, that, played, that played all over the global <laughs> media, man. And guess what? Everybody loved it. Not just the Chinese, the Canadian loved it too. <laughs> yeah, I think that was, you know, Xi Jinping did like a global public service by giving a public dress down to Trudeau, telling him his full shit. And, 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 but but, but I, I'm trying to, okay, just for my own edification, I'm trying to understand. Yeah. So how is China holding two Michaels is supposed to help Liberals in Canada. I don't actually know. My second follow-up question is: yeah. Why would China even support liberals in Canada? Yeah. I, I, this is my two questions for you. Okay, okay. I have, I have two, I have two answers. The first yeah. one, unfortunately, nobody has been able to explain how this, how, why China, why, why uh, China would have benefited from. The Michaels being in jail for longer. Um, the Michaels were gonna be in jail while Meng Wanzhou was in jail here. That's pretty. That's pretty much like everybody understands. Everybody who knows anything about this understands. You know that's yeah. the case. So nobody has been able to explain. So so I think what happened. I have talked about this on my podcast before. I do think that there may have been some kind of mistranslation or something. CSIS may have been spying on. Handong or some kind of like phone call. They might have tapped his phone or something and they may have gotten some garbled mistranslation of something that he said, where he might have said, like, this doesn't benefit anybody. And then the translator said, ah, he's saying uh, this benefits uh, the liberals or something, right? So because you're, you're telling me they haven't really cracked the secret Chinese code. No, exactly. <laughs> Chinese are inscrutable. They're inscrutable, right? That's one of the problems okay. we have. So that's one. Uh, as far as uh, why do they want the liberals? So this is very interesting because David uh, Mastracci, he's got this new article from today. <clears throat> and it's called Accusing, uh, and it's in his uh, the magazine called Passage, which is like a new kind of Canadian alternative media that's pretty good. And good on this story, which means better than 99.9% of Canadian media. I literally know the names of people in Canada that are covering this with any kind of sanity. Um, so David is one of them. And he says, accusing a Chinese MP of secretly working for China is inherently racist unless you can prove it's true. The media hasn't done so. And then at the end of the article, he says, look, there are two possibilities for to explain what happened where the Chinese Canadian community, especially in these uh, areas, switched from voting conservative to voting liberal. And the two possibilities are one, the conservatives were like doing a whole lot of anti-China race baiting <laughs> and the Chinese Canadians were like, screw this, we're voting liberal. Or it could be because of WeChat, telepathic link, uh, kind of scenario. And so, unfortunately, you know, David says something like, he says, uh, he has something really good where he says, unfortunately, the Canadian media are only interested in the, in the, you know, the, 
the former or the second version, right? It's a, yeah, there it is. I find the first narrative outlined here to be far more convincing than the second. The first one being they got sick of the racism of the conservative party. The second largely hinges on far-fetched conspiracy theories and racist assumptions. It's a shame that Global News and the Globe have largely focused on the second narrative. So that's my answer, and that's David's answer to your that's, your that's question. ridiculous. We all know the Chinese people are automatons. You know, they're not capable of independent decision-making process. So that's no. why they all have to link to the mothership to receive yeah. the latest instructions. And and the thing is, Carl, you know, you're you're Mr. I know you were once on a trip where they called you Mr. America because you were we were traveling with some Australians. Um, so you have that U.S. like the Canadian model, right, is called it's like multiculturalism. So the idea is everybody is Canadian because we all join together in like stealing native land and enjoying, <laughs> you know, enjoying this wonderful lifestyle. Right that Canada has uh, on this on this basis. And um, and we have this democracy, but like everybody can be where they're from, too. Like so if you're Chinese, Canadian or Indian. So it's not like I'm, the, the whole like Canada loves to say we're different from the U.S. So we're different from the U.S. The U.S. is like you're a melting pot wherever you're from. You're as American as anybody else. And Canada's like, yeah, you're Canadian, but you're also, you know, where you're from and you have these connections and the connections actually make us stronger, too. Um, but that is kind of like, that's kind of incompatible with what they're doing now, where they're trying to drive Chinese influence out and they're trying to like, they, they want to have a registry. So they want to have a registry. <laughs> oh, that I, got I, your I, attention. Are, 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 the China, are they going to have panda badges that, that all Chinese Canadians have to wear? I mean, like, uh, I, I, the I, idea will have very good panda designs. I, 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 I <laughs> okay, you want to get it? You want to get one of those contracts? Yeah. So, um, yeah, panda badges. It could be panda badges. What they're talking about, what like they've already they've already started. I mean, of course, we got we the federal government officials have uninstalled TikTok, which is of course the first way to assert our independence. Uh, I think you you tweeted or pointed out to me that the University of British Columbia is also encouraging students to remove TikTok. So that's going to be good for our independence. But but as far as the registry goes, I think the idea is like in science, too, um, they want uh, people who have projects with science, with with uh, with universities, with uh, Chinese universities to register, like to kind of and 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 they said, like, search your soul for like, if this is a good idea. So they haven't done anything yet, but they want you to search your soul if you're a scientist. <laughs> but the I, registry I is that happens in like two seconds. <laughs> well, yeah, I check <laughs> TikTok. I want to keep my TikTok videos. I want to watch more cat videos. <laughs> dancing. They have some yeah, really good dancing cat, cat videos. <laughs> so the registry, though, the idea is like if you have contacts with like um, the government uh... or. Like, if you have those kinds of <laughs> sorry that's my my that's okay. my uh my son is trying to do his uh, uh okay. trying to start his singing career on my microphone it's his birthday he has the he has the you know let me, let he should let have press some... a mute button so you can talk one second <laughs> he has some leeway he has some leeway because he's uh, it's his birthday so happy birthday to him um so the, yeah so the registry is more like if you have contacts with the uh, Chinese Communist Party, then you have to, uh, you would have to register. But I, yeah, I mean, it's gonna get weird if they do this, because it really is like, everybody here is from somewhere. And like, a lot of the business people do is with their countries where they're from. And like, if the Chinese have to do it, you know, Iranians are probably gonna have to do it. And maybe Venezuelans will have to do it. And then it's gonna just become like a it's gonna be, it's gonna get interesting <laughs> in terms of multiculturalism. So the other one they're trying to have is a public tribunal where they bring these politicians before the public and like ask them. So maybe that'll go like the TikTok. How how did the TikTok CEOs grilling go in in Chinese media? That must have been a. So you know what when viral on the Chinese media. Uh, you know, the reason it actually did went, go viral in Chinese media, but for a reason you might not expect is now you have all these Chinese women leaving comments like, oh my God, the TikTok CEO is so hot. 
Why nobody told me the TikTok CEO is so hot? This is, this is the reason why the videos are going viral in China right now. With occasionally comments are like, oh, these U.S. politicians are so dumb. But oh. damn, that TikTok CEO, did you see him? He's so hot. <laughs> He was cool though. He was cool. He 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 really uh he really held it together under fire. But he's not Chinese, right? He's Singaporean. Yeah. But which, I guess which he has... didn't matter. Didn't matter to the U.S. congressman. They're like, no, no, you're you're from China. You know, don't, I don't believe a word you say. You say Singapore? Isn't Singapore a part of China? I think a lot of people actually thought Singapore is you know, part of China. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've always, I wanted to do at least once, uh, Carl is like, I want to ask you a question. And then as you start to answer, I want to go, I'm reclaiming my time. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, um, so what's, so, okay. So ultimately, you know, there's like, there's all these kind of superficial things and I wanted to kind of run them by you, but like, ultimately there is a big question for us to address. And that's the question of basically decoupling. Like, like on the, there's this whole broad process of globalization that was like supposed to be kind of irreversible where the manufacturing and transportation and labor systems of the world were completely intertwined under basically American leadership. And China, you know, joined the WTO and everything and played by all those rules. And now it's like, there's this thing of like, we have to stop China's rise. We have to stop wherever China is, they're interfering. And like, I guess the the question, you know, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like you to like, you you can talk for like 10 minutes straight if you want, but like, I want to, what do you think about that? Like, is that possible to, to decouple? Is it inevitable that, that decoupling is going to happen? Is it possible to stop it or reverse it? You know, like, where what is, where are you at in terms of the decoupling debate? Yeah, if you, uh, Justin, if you asked me five years ago whether, you know, uh, there will be a decoupling between U.S. and China, I'll tell you that's crazy. That's crazy talk. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, just a fringe people, crazy people on the fringe talking about this. Well, guess what? Now those crazy fringe people are in power and, and they're going full ahead, full speed ahead with the decoupling idea. And the, the, the whole idea of decoupling is that U.S., China, and to a broader extent, the Western economies in China are too intertwined. It's too intertwined to the point that, you know, we, we have Chinese influence in our society, right? And, and like, like you point out, there's, there's a WeChat brain chip implanted in all these uh, overseas Chinese, Chinese diasporas. They will all receive order from the CCP. And, and we just don't know how to deal with that. But really, the, the, the real reason is because about when back in 1978, when Deng Xiaoping started the open and reform process, uh, U.S. welcomed that because China is supposed to be a cog in the wheel of the globalization effort that was led by the United States. You know, but China is not supposed to be the wheel. It's only supposed to be the cog in the wheel. But what happened was that rather than remaining as a vast vast pool of cheap labor for the Western multinationals. Chinese have learned the Western technology, they utilize Western capital to develop their own capabilities, they develop their own infrastructure. They have a, now they have a highly educated population, world-class infrastructure, and they're out-competing Americans. You know, this is whole, this lies at the heart of the whole TikTok deal. TikTok is eating the lunch of Facebook, uh, Google, and and so so now Facebook and Google are, are teaming up. They are lobbying. Well, lucky for them, you know, United States have the best congressmen money can buy. So they're lobbying all these tech illiterate congressmen to ban TikTok so they can benefit uh, from from the removal of their main competitors. And, and this is what really at least from the tech perspective is what's driving a lot of this uh decoupling push you know like the former google ceo eric schmidt he is 
one of the main driver of the chip uh, of the chip act which is had the united states place uh, semiconductor uh, sanctions on china so so us not only us companies could not sell semiconductors to china but any global any companies in the globe you know including in south korea japan taiwan if they have any dealings with the united states they cannot sell semiconductors to china uh, you know and and and, and even, even company in China, like for example, GM China, GM sells way more cars in China than they sell in the United States. And they manufacture cars in China for the Chinese market. But now GM China cannot, they cannot source semiconductors in China. Even though their car is made for the Chinese market, sold to the Chinese consumers, but their car by US law cannot contain uh, semiconductor components that's produced inside China. It's, it's okay. kind of. But, but I have two, I have two thoughts here because isn't that like if China were to design an import substitution industrialization policy that's that was like we want to make sure that we produce the most high tech components in China, wouldn't that be identical to the sanctions that the U.S. is putting on almost? Oh, okay. Then let me turn it around, right? You, China is not the 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 country that's sprouting the rhetorics of free market capitalism, right? China has yeah. been very clear. We only takes what uh you know mar- market capitalism works for us. We, market capital capitalism works for us, not the other way around, which is not the you know the supposedly American ideal. The American ideal is all about embracing. The free market capitalism embracing competition, and and, and by at the admission that you know one of the argument uh, about the TikTok ban is like oh but but Facebook and 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 Google are 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 banned in China. Well, what you're saying is the Chinese mar- model is correct. <laughs> you know, what you're saying is <laughs> that yeah. is a model you need to imitate. Yeah. You know, you you, yeah. you need to copy what the Chinese do- is doing to get ahead. You know, but but you know they they have they have they're so wrapped up in their own head about American exceptionalism they cannot make that that mental leap. Um and 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 and, <laughs> and so this is my answer to you but I I'm going to take the lens back a little bit. You know, historically mm-hmm. When I was born in China in 1976, and when I was growing up in China in 1980s, China is just like any other developing countries. It exported crude commodities and ex- imported manufactured goods. Like everything from fertilizer to transistor radio has to be imported. You know, China was an oil exporter back in 1980s. It, China exported the crude oil to Japan and imported the Japanese and American-made machineries, uh, radio, any everything from radio to 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 TV to to refrigerator. Like my when my uh you know I was so happy in 1984 when my dad sent money back to United States to China so we could buy a Japanese made refrigerator. We you know it's not like we're not patriotic Chinese. It's because back in 1985 China China didn't make refrigerators. Now China didn't produce its first domestically produced refrigerator until 19 19- 86, you know, a, a year after we bought our Japanese-made uh, uh, refrigerator. So, but China has climbed that value chain by doing exactly as you said, the, the state-mandated uh, 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 import substitution, right? Because, you know, the, 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 eventually China learned to make their own refrigerators, make their own TV, and, and now they're all competing everybody else. And, and this that's the story, that has been the story of China. So, in United States, we promoted free trade when it suited us. When it was U- U.S. mark of products that's been sold all over the world, we didn't want trade barriers, right? <laughs> like you, you, you are you need to adhere to the free market capitalism. We, we hear this about you know the, the miracle of Chicago boys, right, in Chile, and and uh, you, you know we actually have to pull off a coup to do that. But but now that that see the the table has been turned. Now China is out competing against United States, 
and people are are saying, well, I mean, how how is that possible? A authoritarian communist country of like China who can't these people can cannot even innovate. How could they compete against the greatest democracy on earth, the U.S. of A. Right? The whole, the only possible explanation is they cheated. You know, this inscrutable Orientals. You know, they're always sneaky, and 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 so they stole our technology, they stole our jobs, they stole everything. That's why we we we're in the funk we're in now, right? But but the real reason, right, is China. China didn't come to United States to to move all the uh. Manufacturing plants to China. That's a U.S. industrialist. You know, U.S. capitalists are the one who saw, oh, we can make more money by exploiting the cheap labor in Asia. And when China opened up, they all rushed in because that's that back then was a very cheap and very、um, educated workforce. And and you know, but we can, but you know, instead of pointing fingers at those capitalists. Uh, because our congressman was already in the pay of those same capitalists who moved the the manufacturing to China, so instead it's much easier to hey look at those Chinese, blame the Chinese, right? They're the source of all your miseries, rather than focusing on what worked in China, which is investment in public education, investment in infrastructure, right? We work, I mean,、uh, as a, as a holder of U.S. passport, I can say. United States is doing nothing of the sort. You know why? Why invest in education and、uh, and infrastructure when you can invest in the defense industry? <laughs> when you when you can produce, spend trillions of dollars investing in weapons and 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 sell abroad and and then use it abroad to to further U.S. hegemony. Sorry, I, I'm ranting a little bit. Press that button. No, no, I want. I No, no, I, I, I'm happy about the rant, but like、um, the, you know, and and housing, of course, and and healthcare too are also a big part of this. But,、um, but like,、uh, the you've been following the chip story, I think.、Uh-oh. What happened?、Oh. I don't know. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I think there's a. Okay, great, great. There's a little in- internet glitch, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're. Oh,、fine. you're completely yeah, clear. You're, you're, so you're、no. coming through. So I was just gonna say, like, you've、okay. been following the chip story. So I, I guess, like, where? Because you 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 interrupted yourself, your own rant、uh, at, around when China started innovating. <laughs> so so I'm just like, where is this going now? Like, if if this if the sanctions,、uh, to me, it seems clear that if the sanctions do happen. Uh, you know, if if there is a real cutoff, and they're like, no more Chinese students come to to Canada, no more projects、uh, with between universities,、uh, no more chips、uh, from Taiwan or South Korea. It seems to me China's going to be just fine,、uh, even if all of that happens.、Uh, is that is that your sense too? You know what what I think it is. You know what I think it is, Justin. I think these people. You know what they were doing is just literally pushing us back forty years to the Cold War, right? I mean, that they think, okay, the Cold War, we we know how the Cold War played out. You know, we isolated the Soviet bloc and the Soviet collapse. Let's do the same thing in China. You know, because that's what they know how to do. And so the idea is, okay, all we got to do is now cut off the ties, right? And、uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's Realistic, but but these people who are pushing for the idea is actually going for it. But because the idea is, if you're so intertwined, if we, we can't we can't really go、uh, go into a hard war with China without a lot of blowback, right? And and, and this <laughs> very dangerous idea actually. And, and 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 right now, I I what yeah exactly. Now it's 2023. It's not 1963. And what we're gonna have is. Basically, United States and its allies, the so-called Five Eye countries, which include Canada, they are building a wall among themselves because China is connected with a, with with the globe, right? There, there, there are plenty of countries who are not signing on to this decoupling. The decoupling is only coming on from very specific countries. We're talking about U.S. and its allies. Uh, I mean, even like France and Germany are kind of very hesitant, right? And and Israel, Israel, because they're Israel is not decoupling. Dependent on the trade with China, it's only the crazies in U.S. and and then some parts of the Anglo world are saying, "Oh, this is a great idea." Yeah, exactly. But like, 
you know, the most fanatical allies of the U.S. are not joining. Um, aside from, you know, Canada, U.S., Australia, uh, U.K., New Zealand. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then, okay, so here's another here's another big another big picture thing because it's like it's clear to me, you know, China's trying to de-escalate. And I know, you know, you can't say this in Canada. Nobody believes this in Canada. This is this is just like, you know, nobody. N- n- you, China people can't is even anonymous with aggressive, right? If you look yeah. at the dictionary, that's what it says. China. Yeah. People yeah. people can't even hear this. Like what I'm saying right now is not going to make sense. But China is trying to de-escalate, and Canada's like being quite aggressive in the kind of barking sense. But like it seems like. China is trying to put off as far as possible any kind of military confrontation. And the U.S. is trying to get it going while they still have some advantages. So is that because if they I think it's already too late. But like, you know, know. what's what's crazy is uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, General Milley, who is, uh, I think, the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff of United States, he gave an interview to Defense One. He said, whoa, whoa, guys, let's cool off with all this coming war with China talk. This is dangerous stuff. We're in very, this is like very hot territory right now. We don't need anyone's rhetorics to, to adding uh, heat to the fire. You know, it's, it's telling that Pentagon is coming out to tell all the idiot U.S. congressmen to, to, to calm down a little bit, right? Because, you know, the... the Pentagon official, even though they're also grifters, but they're also professional. They they actually they're the ones who actually have to fight the war if it comes down to it. And and, and they're coming like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's let's not be too crazy here. Well, General Milley still proposed, oh, we need to sell weapons to Taiwan because you know that's how he get paid. And <laughs> but but he said business okay, is but, business. Yeah, yeah, business is business. Let's let's let but let's not go too crazy about the war with China. I think so. I think that's what. A big part of it. it for a lot of the U.S. politician, it's a game. It's a game of grift. You know, the, the co- a lot of the congressmen, I don't think fundamentally they care about China one way or another, but they just know, uh, you know, be anti, getting on the anti-China bandwagon. That's how they get their, uh, you know, rally their support, especially from those donors, right? For you know, like the, like I, I already mentioned, like 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 Facebook, Google, uh, all the big tech. Um, and, and and they that's how they themselves get paid. They don't care, you know, whether their rhetoric would have a real life impact. And and then same thing with the with the U.S. military. They want to crank up the tension with China, so they can continually, you know, pump get pump trillions of dollars into the military industrial complex, so themselves can get the kickbacks and retire comfortably into their Virginia McMansions, right? I mean, like, yeah. but, but the, 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 the idea is they, um, they feel like, I think a lot of people feel that they can, because China has been so far very patient, very rational. Um, so they yeah. thought, okay, they can just keep on pushing the buttons. <laughs> you know, they, they yeah. can't keep, yeah. I mean, it's almost consequence-free, right? For, for um, Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz uh, going out to public and say, China is, you know our enemy and they have they have been planning for a thousand years to destroy america right <laughs> I mean, america was, hasn't existed for yeah. a thousand years though yeah, I, I i i i tweeted to the effect that it's completely true china has been planning since Tang dynasty to destroy america america <laughs> uh, yeah. but um the uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. This is too funny. Oh. No, but but the but the the de okay the decoupling the 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 idea. I was listening to Jeffrey Sachs, I think okay. earlier, and he was saying like there's a lot of people in U.S. politics that think you can press a button and stop technology from transferring, and that's like part of the mentality that's behind all this is like. They they they're still they're cheating yes but and they're also getting it from us and so all we have to do is like change the rules so they can't get it and then they're gonna stop getting it but it's like 
it's really, I think, the opposite. Like, if you change the rules so there's no relations between China and Canada, Canada's going to suffer a lot. And China's not going to notice. I don't even, I really don't think China would even notice. Right now, when you say changing the rules, they're changing the rules for Canada, U.S. domestically. You know, the U.S. are coming out with a crazy restrict act, which, you know, land you 20 years in jail for using VPN and $1 million fine. And they claim China is somehow authoritarian because I use VPN in China all these years. I never had any fear of being landing in jail. Um, and, And and. but what it does is separate. It, again, it's building the, it's walling off the U.S. and its its closest allies, while the rest of the world is moving on with China. Um, you know, now now like just in the span of the last week, we have, um, you know, the the, the Malaysian, Singapore uh, 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 leaders going to China. Uh, Macron is just is in China right now. And and the, the the Brazilian president Lula was supposed to be in China, but he came down with some flu. But uh, he he's going to be in China later. So everybody is going to China to 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 do business. But while you know the crazies in in U.S. and Canada say no no no, we we're going to have our own. We're going to build a great wall around our country. You know, yeah. like it's it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. And and there's. There's a there is an India angle I want to explore, but there is one last thing before we go there, which is you were saying that they want. I think I think you're right that the U.S. kind of military industrial complex, the the business side of it, has an interest in keeping tension at a certain level, but like not necessarily starting a war that they're not going to win. It's unwinnable against China, and they know. So on the other hand, China has been a little more sharp, right? There have been sent statements that have been a little more sharp. Like there was this kind of new Ministry of Foreign Affairs statement that was very less, much less diplomatic than I've ever seen anything come out of China. And yeah, do you want to just talk about those things a little? Oh yeah, this is very, very much so. That's what some China watcher call oh, the new wolf warrior diplomacy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see if all the Chinese diplomats suddenly all start kung fu kicking other uh, western counterparts which is kind of true you know metaphorically uh, but but the the the, the thing is uh, um i think china finally come to a realization that um you know you at this stage um as much as they try to work with the west it's uh the u.s have his heart set on containing China. And that is why the, in the recent speech to the Chinese people on public television, Xi Jinping said, very public said, United States is trying to contain us. And he never have conveyed that message publicly to the Chinese public before. You know, before it was always, I mean, there's a, there's already a belief among the governmental level, but the, you know, they, we've held that, that opinion to themselves because they, they, they don't, they don't feel they need to involve the public. Unlike the U.S., always fanning the flames, right, of the Sinophobia. But the fact that Xi Jinping communicated that clearly to the U.S. to the Chinese public, that means they kind of gave up on the uh, the idea that somehow the U.S.-China relation can be mended unilaterally by anything China is doing. And this is why Xi Jinping is not returning Biden's calls. You know, Biden has been trying to. White House has been trying to reach out to Xi Jinping to, to arrange a call. They're 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 not picking up. Chinese left them hanging. You know, like this is what's the point of talking to them? You know, every time China, the Chinese top diplomats meet with uh, Tony Blinken, for example, they will make some bunch of promises. And next thing you know, the U.S. come up with new sanctions against China. It's impossible to have any kind of trust in that kind of environment. So what's what's the point of talking? It would just uh, you know it just maybe Biden can show, oh, I am a statesman, I talk to China, and, and then, then deliver nothing. You know, like, like, there's no point of talking to him. So I think you're right. I mean, this, this is why a, a very, very drastic change, actually, in the, in, the, in the tone of Chinese diplomacy. Before they try to remain a low profile, they try not to comment um, 
try not to be too controversial, to not not too spicy. And now now they they, they just they just go all out with snarks and everything. It, it's great. I I love to see it. I love to see it. So speaking of spicy, we do have India, and and I've been trying to make sense of India because India. You know, China. We we've done many programs, you and me, about the Himalayas and their their problem. And India is usually the pro-U.S. Uh, you know, one. Although it's like there's there's like this triangle with Pakistan, or it's a quadrangle. I don't know, because Pakistan also really has managed to keep good relations with China and good relations with the U.S. But it's all very fluid right now. But I I feel India is more pro India. I, I feel like yeah, India India is you know despite whatever party that rules India, India yeah. also sees itself as a great power, and and it's not going to be a, a, a mere pawn to any other you know yeah. superpowers. I mean, what U.S. really want is for India to be a nice, pliable. <laughs> um, Foot soldier is from in the war against China, right? I mean, yeah. but for, from India's perspective, is we play nice with the U.S. We get all this、uh, U.S. military technology, all this、uh, U.S. intelligence, all this U.S. help.、Uh, but at the same time, you know, we're not going to kill ourselves for U.S. <laughs> right? I mean, what, what, what's the point? <laughs> India is is the kind of friend to the West that the West has been to India. I think they're like、yeah. trying to be as Uh, unreliable, as deceptive, as capricious as the West is, and they're doing a good job. Well, I mean, I I, I think India is just watching out for its own、uh, own、yeah. interest. I mean, I mean, in a way, because India is also very friendly with Russia. That traditionally, yeah, yeah, yeah always.、Been. And and this time, India clearly did not go with the West on sanctioning Russia because. You know, India. Why? Why? When India can just continue to purchase discounted Russia Russian oil, and, right? And, like, and resell it. Yeah, and resell it to the Europeans at markup price. And China does the same thing, by the way, <laughs> which is great. And and and, and which 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 is interesting because recently there was a there was a LNG deal between France and China, right? The, the big. Headline is they concluded the LNG deal in payment in yuan in the Chinese currency. But I'm like, wait, why is Chinese? Where's the LNG coming from? Where did that natural gas come from? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Russia is, you know, China is getting all the unlimited natural gas from Russia and then packing into into LNG ships and sailing to、oh. Europe and、uh, and and charge them more for the wrong trip. This is so strange. This world is so strange now. Yeah, so I think that's right. Like domestically, I think India is in bad shape. Like in terms of their political system, I I, I don't know if I want to use the word democracy anymore because it, I just don't know what it is. But like、uh, historically, like India was ruled by one party for fifty some years. Before this party, and I, it seems to me this party, this thing, this Hindutva thing that rules India, they just want their seventy years now.、Yeah. You know, they're like the、yeah. Congress had seventy years of this kind of secular thing, and we're gonna do. We want our seventy years, and it's, it's. I think it's really bad, and I think it's horrible for, especially Indian Muslims. And Pakistan is in no shape to stand up for anybody right now, <laughs> so it, it's it's bad domestically. But it is interesting that they aren't they aren't just going along with what the U.S. wants. And like this,、yeah. the, the U.S. I don't know, you know, before AUKUS there was this quad, right? Remember the quad? The yeah, quad yeah. was U.S., Japan, Australia, and India. India, yeah. And the quad has amounted to nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, they still I mean, hold exercise and stuff. You know, <laughs> they have meetings and, and yeah, like, yeah, and, and, and actually, U.S. right now is trying actively trying to push for the China-India confrontation. Now, I, I just、yeah. saw an article in the Foreign Affairs. It's like, why is India not responding to? Uh, Chinese aggressions, like、uh, yeah. yeah, of course, you know, like Foreign Affairs, American magazine,、yeah. and, and he's wondering why is this 
why these two nuclear superpower is not just duking it out while I watch on the sideline? Maybe yeah. because India and China are not <laughs> as stupid as your your readership or, yeah. or what you assume your readership intelligence level is. Because of course, you know, even when the India China had border conflict, they fight with sticks and fists, and the reason is because、mm-hmm. they don't want to escalate. That's the whole point,、yeah. not to escalate. Because both、yep. sides have nuclear weapons, and this is this is actually a lesson that U.S. need to learn. You know, I I rather see like some、uh, you know like U.S. China's Chinese soldier grappling or something like a, yeah a, yeah a, a MMA. You know, mix mix martial arts. Yeah,、uh, MMA exactly. I, I like to see that. People will pay money for that shit. But, but like no 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 no, we gotta we gotta go.、Uh, we we gotta we gotta pay. Tons of shit, tons of money on F thirty five, you know, which which makes careers、Balls、and、uh, right、payment to many people. So job, it's all about jobs.、Um, okay, so last thing you did share with me the Australia story, which seems to me like、uh, when you sent that to me, I didn't real until you sent it to me, I didn't realize that this is like an actual template. So like、yeah. maybe the U S just sent the template and was like, please fill in the following links, like. Handong goes here,、uh, you know. Michaels go here. <laughs> so, did you did you follow this story much or like? Yeah, yeah. So in India, I mean, I'm sorry, Australia. Australia. We're, we're jumping countries here. In Australia, the、uh, you know, as far back as 2016, 2017,、um, the Australian press is start leaking stories of supposed,、uh, also by Australian intelligence services. Which is oh, it is the, the same template. Oh my yes, god! Yes, it's, it's you know, of course, Australia is part of the Five Eye network, right? The, the、yeah. Five Eye is U.S., Australia, U.K., Canada, New Zealand. They all share intelligence. All these intelligence services of these five countries share intelligence together. So supposedly, Australian intelligence came up to say, "Oh, China has interfered in Australian politics," and it became a huge. Political uh, uh, talking point in Australia. So before, be,、uh, people don't remember this now, but there was a time when Australia, just like Canada, used to have very friendly relationship with China. You know,、uh, yeah. like because Australia is very similar to to Canada. They both are、yeah. like a bunch of mining companies masquerading as a country. <laughs> so so、yeah. they, they just、yeah. want to they just want to make more money.、So、they're they're there to take native land and、yeah. you know. Yeah. Yes, and 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 then and but 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 at some point,、uh, the U.S. intelligence、uh, three-letter agencies come down, say, okay, you guys have to you know put that put a stop to all this、yeah. kumbaya business because、yeah. we have decided we're gonna go contain China. You have to jump on board. You know, you are either with us or against us. You know, you know, and and of course, all these uh all these uh, countries follow suit. You know, Australia. Whose largest trading partner is China? The the,、uh, the the largest export market for Australian goods is China, and they are literally now purchasing nuclear subs from United States, so they can attack the trade route between China、yeah. and Australia that that sends the iron ore from Australia to China. It does not make sense yet. They have to do it because their, their politicians is beholden to United States. I mean, same thing with Canada. This, like, like, I, like, I, I. So that's why I see a clear pattern here. That what、yeah. has been playing out in Canada right now was done several years ago in Australia, and the whole purpose is to turn Australian public opinions, to turn the Australian establishment against China. With a, with a, with a side effect is nobody can now question. The heart,、yeah. the, the confrontational policy that's pursued against China. If you, if you,、exactly. if you, if you voice your opinion, now I, I, you have been compromised. You have been compromised、yeah. by the CCP money, you know, and、yeah. and you know, you can't you can't argue with that. So, I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, and in a way, I guess we can conclude on this note because it's like it reminds me of the way that the war on Russia has played out, where the main, you know, obviously the main. Disaster suffered is by Ukrainians, and secondary is Russians. But like third is Germany and France. Like the allies of the U.S. are being destroyed economically and driven to 
exclusive dependence on the U.S. And it's like that seems to be the idea of this Canada Australia stuff too. To, to be friends with United States is fatal. I, I, yeah. I'm quoting Henry Kissinger. Kissinger. Said that. Yeah, yeah, Henry Kissinger. You know, straight from horse's mouth. So, yeah. So you know, there are like a handful of people in Canada in the elite that probably want to try to do a middle middle ground, you know, and uh, those people are the most important people to shut up, I think. Yeah, and, that, and that's what this interference uh, project yeah. is designed to do, to, to, to shutting off the dissenting voices. So we can, yeah. it's a uh, full speed ahead with, uh, with an anti-China war wagon. Well, it's not looking good. Yeah. Um, but like I said, China's gonna be fine. <laughs> so, China, China will be fine. <laughs> it's it's mostly it's mostly Canada that's gonna suffer from all this, and Chinese Canadians that are gonna yes. suffer a lot. Yes. Um, all right, Carl, we'll have you back for let's uh, just an India China thing sometime soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, let, a real, yeah, a true. We, we can we can we can geek on that for hours, you know. Then yeah. then, then we post on social media and we get the trolls uh, from both sides to jumping <laughs> on our asses. Yeah, I missed that. It's been it's been it's been like a year and a half since we've done that. So let's make sure okay. we do that. Okay.